Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sided Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy Cruz. How about you, brother? Doing good, man. Take a plane. Uh, my man Graham Matthews is on Twitter. Find them at WrestleRants. Find myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Also on YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Also on Amazon Music and TikTok. I had two out of three false pod. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for your boys on the program. So, Graham Matthews, we had a very uh, interesting week in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, yep. We had fast lane over the weekend, and I think the big news, the big um, anticipation was the uh, <clears throat> the Tuesday night war between NXT and AEW Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it live as it was going on or you kind of caught up later on in the night. Um, even for me, like, listen, I think it was not so much stuff going on TV. I think it was baseball playoffs, uh, some other things going on. But I say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to devote my time to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to have NXT on one TV. Yep. And AEW somewhere else. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and forth. So I was part of that Tuesday Night War, trying to watch and and change the remote and everything. Like I didn't DVR anything. I just said I'm gonna go back and forth and see what they got on. What segment is here? What segment is on here? Um, before we get into the numbers and like you know who won, who lost, whatever. But uh, did you watch it live? Did you, were you flicking the, the channels back and forth? I had both on for a bit. I had to head out about halfway through both shows so i did have both on for a bit um simultaneously which is always difficult i didn't even do that when nxt and dynamite were going head to head a few years ago just because i want to pay my full attention to both shows i just figured it'd be easier to uh watch both for tuesday because i know it's only a one week thing hopefully they don't do this again Um, yeah and it was good I, i caught up on nxt later on and i caught up on dynamite the next day so uh, both shows were great, but uh, it was you know I don't I don't feel for the people that have to li- that had to live through the Monday Night Wars with WCW and WWE having to switch the channels. I I could never that would be too difficult for me personally. Hey, you know what? I was just gonna bring it up because you just said, man, I hope they don't do this shit every Tuesday. <laughs> like, yo, Nitro and Raw was two years, brother, two years every Monday, and it made you really like decide: am I gonna watch Raw, Nitro? So you you're like, All right, I could do like. A once in the blue Tuesday, a once in the blue Wednesday, we can go at it. But every every week for for two three years, like you're like, damn, how the fuck did they do that shit? Yeah, no, they did it. Um, you know, they did it with WWE and, and AEW for two years recently, and yeah, I I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it back and forth back then. Again, I I think I watched them at the same time once, and then for the most part, I would typically watch one and then watch the other mm-hmm. one right after. And I would skip through commercials, so it wouldn't take me four hours, but it would take me a while. Uh, longer than it should. I, I I prefer one show on one night, one show on the other. But it is important to note that there is a chance this could happen again more consistently. Mm-hmm. WWE seen the numbers and how much higher they were than Dynamite on Tuesday. Remember, NXT currently doesn't have a home. I mean, it does on on USA. But after this current deal is over, Raw's going to USA. I'm sorry, SmackDown's going to USA. We know that. We've talked about that. Raw yeah. and NXT are probably going to be a package deal going wherever they go next. We've talked Amazon. Um, it could be on a different network. We've heard of Disney. Like it, it could be on a different, a million different networks mm. and they might switch nights. That was the report a couple weeks ago. That was the talk today, actually on the timeline. I think Nick Khan mentioned that, that they might be, you know, discussing the possibility of switching nights. And that could also mean if raw goes to Tuesdays, 
NXT could go to Wednesdays and we could get another war like we did a couple years ago. I don't mm-hmm. think it would be as, uh, you know, the, the the margin would be as wide as it was on, on Tuesday night. I think Dynamite, Dynamite would be a lot more competitive. NXT yeah. would be a lot further down. They're not having John Cena, Cody Rhodes, and The Undertaker on every episode. That's um, right. I, I just hope this doesn't happen again. But um, you know, for, <laughs> for one week only, it was fun. It was exciting. Um. So, yeah, the, the numbers are out. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen that. Um, I had one in my face, but I lost it. There you go. All right, so we had the overall numbers were 921,000 uh, for NXT on USA and 609,000 for AEW Dynamite on TBS. Um, I, I And those are not bad numbers. I think many thought that you know NXT would hit the million mark because obviously you, you are promoting the Becky Lynch's and John Cena's and Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman and Oscar Undertaker. A few surprises live with, with you know with Dominic and Rhea and um, LA Knight as a as a referee. Then on the flip side, you had you know Swerve and, and Brian Danielson. You had Edge, uh, you know Adam Copeland's first match in AEW. You had Christian on a program. You had a couple other things. MJF was there, so um, I don't think is. I mean, you know, people are gonna say, "Oh, NXT won or NXT destroyed AEW." I, I think AEW did a pretty good number going up against uh, NXT, and 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 people will say, "Oh, AEW, the main program lost to our developmental program." But you know, I, I Cena does play a big part. Undertaker does play a big part. You know, that's a, as an older generation of fans just want to chime in to see what they do. People love Cody Rhodes nowadays, so it's like. You know, I get it. They won. But I ask you, like, if there is no Cena, Taker, Oscar, Paul Heyman, and all these other um, cameos, does NXT still win the night, but maybe like a lower number? Or do you think it's kind of more more even? No, I think NXT still wins the night just because it's their established night. And the Dynamite ratings always go down when they're not on their usual night because people forget or they just can't watch or whatever the case might be. There's also mm-hmm. that crossover audience, too. Um, yeah. That's important to note as well. I think without that crossover audience on Tuesday, you know, you know, we watched both simultaneously, but there are people that will pick one over the other and they might have picked Dynamite over NXT. And because of those people, they didn't hit a million. So they probably would have hit a million without it because they've come close. And I know for that Rollins episode that of NXT that he was on a number of months ago, they hit that million mark, not for the overall viewership or for like his segment specifically, which mm-hmm. for NXT is like amazing because they haven't hit a million viewers really at all since they went to USA four years ago, uh, aside from those first few weeks. So, yeah, no, I I, I think that uh, the ratings would have been a little higher if they weren't going head-to-head. Would they be that high normally? No. I mean, they both loaded up their shows. You know, I'm I'm not surprised that NXT won. I'm really not. I I just didn't think the the margin would be as wide as it was. But I don't really think that's a major – I mean, the the Dynamite product is a bit colder than it was even a couple years ago which is worth noting as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think that's an indication that like, oh, Dynamite's ratings are in the toilet or NXT is going to be doing so much better now. I think it was a one-week anomaly, and uh, I wouldn't get too excited if I'm WWE thinking, oh, we can squash, we can go back to squashing Dynamite every week if we're uh, yeah. WWE. So I don't know. I wouldn't worry too much about it. So as a fan, numbers aside, you know, uh, AEW, I felt, was more of the wrestling show. NXT more of the, you know, wrestling slash sports entertainment show with the promos and, you know, all that kind of stuff going on. Um, as a fan, which 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 show did you enjoy more? That I enjoyed more? Probably NXT. 
Um, okay. Both shows were great, I thought. I thought they were both very enjoyable. Dynamite was the, like you said, the more of the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Better matches by far. Um, NXT, though, was, you, you didn't really know what was going to happen. They had all the names they advertised, the Cena's, the Knights, you know, Taker showed. I'm sorry, Knight wasn't advertised, but like the Takers, the Cena's, the Cody's, people like that. Um, great atmosphere, too, in that NXT arena. Uh, they were hot for everything, and it mm-hmm. felt like a Raw or SmackDown. It felt like NXT WrestleMania, essentially. Uh, I mean, you can't do that every week, but I thought yeah. for what it was, it was a really fun show, and um, I, I think I enjoyed it more, but that's not to say that Dynamite was significantly weaker. That's just my own personal preference. Some people might have enjoyed the emphasis on the wrestling more over on Dynamite. So I, mm-hmm. as far as what shows better, I would say they're even. As far as what show I enjoyed more, probably NXT. So do you think, in your honest opinion, when obviously they, they take this number, you know, they feel pretty good about themselves. Now, can they sustain it? Remains to be seen because obviously Cena and Cody Rhodes ain't going to be there on, you know, every week. But you mentioned that they, they could be on a different network in uh, 2024 along with Raw. Raw might be on, on a different day. I think I, I would hope that they keep it on Mondays just on a, on a different network, a different channel. But for NXT, I did, people, I did see people <clears throat> question like, you know what? Do you eventually see them? Now, if they tried it before, remind me. But do you see them going out of? full sale do you see them going to like smaller venues like dynamite and and rampage and collision or do you think nxt is just gonna stay where they at i think nxt's got to stay where it's at i i don't think if they weren't touring a couple of years ago when they first went on the road or before or when they first went live on tuesdays or wednesdays i i just don't think that's a good idea mm-hmm. um i don't think they're gonna i mean they can it's not like they're i mean they weren't doing that when nxt was doing ten thousand people for takeovers five to seven years ago. Um, nowadays for these takeovers, they're great shows, but they're only pulling in three to 5,000 maybe for these shows. I've been to a few of them, so I can attest to that. Um, for the weekly shows, to watch their developmental talent, I mean, even a couple of years ago it would have been dumb. It's still dumb now. I think just doing it from NXT, their performance center is the better call. Um, Full Sail is a great venue, but they haven't gone back there since before COVID. It doesn't sound like they are. They're never going back there at this point. I think they're more content just having the NXT arena. They revamped that whole thing to host people. So maybe mm-hmm. they save money that way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think going on the road would be the wrong call I, as far as the weekly show goes. So I do have these numbers as well. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it. You might have. You might, might not have. Um, so the peak viewership segment. Like the highest segment on each program, uh, the one with Cody, Dragunov, Dominic, and Rhea, uh, we had about nine hundred and ninety-one thousand viewers, so that was damn near close to a million. And the highest segment on AEW Dynamite was Christian Cage promo and the Brian Swerve match at seven hundred and thirty-one thousand. Yeah, which is not bad. No, it's good. It was basically both of those things opened their respective shows. So they had their peak viewers at the beginning of both shows. And then people mm-hmm. tuned out after that. Um, they both, you know, still did pretty well in the ratings, but their highest viewers came in the first hour uh, when it was commercial free. So they watched the commercial free aspects of the yeah. show. And then they tuned out after that. So it makes sense. I mean, I like the tactics. I like, you know, NXT saying, Oh, we're, we're going to go 30 minutes the first 30 half hour, you know, no commercials. Then you see Tony Khan like on Twitter. You know what? We're gonna go thirty minutes with no commercial. You know what? I might go a little longer. 
And then yeah. I think NXT stopped around the 10 o'clock time frame, but then AEW went longer because it was Adam Copeland's uh, first match, which I did not see in its entirety. Uh, how was how was Adam Copeland's first match, AEW? How it was, was it? good. It was him against Luchasaurus. Um, you know, Luchasaurus dominating a majority of the match. They told the story with Edge having to, or Adam Copeland having to battle back, and then he won. Mm-hmm. So, uh it was pretty good. It wasn't like an exciting debut match or anything, but it, you know, it was good for what it was, and the crowd was into it and told the story that it needed to. Mm-hmm. Also, have the biggest gap of viewership. Not sure if you've seen this, but nine hundred and fifty-eight thousand was watching uh, Dragunov and Dominic for the AEW Championship, and at the same time, I think Adam Page and Jay White. Were on AEW and that drew five hundred and forty thousand. So that was the biggest gap. Yeah. So I'll let you know. Everybody want to see Dirty Dom, uh, Graham? Dirty Dom. He he brings the numbers in. Uh, I used kind of. Um, listen, I get a championship match and then just a regular match. Obviously, more would want to watch a championship match unless there are, there are big Judgment Day fans out there or big Dominic Mysterio fans out there. Where, where they love to hate him, but that I mean. That's a four hundred thousand k gap right there. It is, and it's also a two how uh, two hundred thousand uh, you know drop two hundred thousand person drop as far as the the, the viewership mm. goes for Dynamite. I mean, you said around seven hundred thousand people were watching the opening of the show, and yeah. then by Adam Page and Jay White, which was around nine o'clock an hour later, there were around five hundred something. I mean, that's a lot of people that tuned out. So, I mean, even more so than NXT beating them. Is it a case of the viewers jumping? I mean, NXT didn't increase two hundred thousand people. I mean, they were they actually went down from the opening segment. So mm-hmm. it's not like all those people just jumped over to NXT. They just they just fucking stopped watching. So I think that's the most interesting part about that. Um, again, it was a, one's a title match, one's one's not. But again, it's not like they tuned into NXT. Is the interesting thing they just tuned out completely. So like, mm-hmm. what was it that caused them to tune out? What was the issue? Because that first hour was great of Dynamite. I'm not really sure what would have caused that aside from people just not liking the product. Maybe they gave it a chance. They stopped giving a shit. They don't want to watch NXT. They just watch baseball instead. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, that, that is interesting, though. So which one, which match did you feel like that it was the match of the night from both shows? Or maybe the, the best segment, the best promo, the best match. What caught your eye the most? You know, the, on NXT, there really weren't... Any standout matches? I thought Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker had a fun main event uh, with Cena at ringside, Paul Heyman at ringside, renewing that rivalry. It wasn't mm-hmm. a great match. Like they've had better matches on the Takeover specials. Um, I would still say the ending of the show is probably the best though, because I think Taker interacting with Braun. Some people weren't happy with it. I mean, I don't really. I thought it was cool. I mean, you can't do that shit every week, but yeah, I thought it was cool. American Badass Taker coming out. That, to me, was probably the highlight of the show. The NXT mm. title match was probably the best match on the show, thinking back on it now. For Dynamite, I think they peaked with that opening match between Danielson and Strickland. Uh, no commercials. Both guys mm-hmm. are great. Adam Page interfering to cost Swerve the win, coming off of his loss to Swerve at the last pay-per-view. Made sense. Uh, great match. Got some time. A lot of other good matches. Other Jay White and Adam Page had a really good match. Even the women's title match with Kurashida and Soraya was also really good. Um, but I think the best part of Dynamite was the opening match, and with NXT it was like the NXT title match because you also had LA Knight in there as well, and the crowd was eating that shit up. Um, yeah. It also peaked at the end too with the Undertaker appearance. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. 
So before I move on, so what what does NXT, what does AEW take from this? Obviously, they're gonna, you know, maybe they might change their programming as time goes on. But what's the what's the moral story? Like, what's all right? I go up against you. You bring your 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 heavy hitters. You call in the, the cavalry. You bring the old the old school people. You beat me on on on, on Tuesday. But now, what does Tony Khan do going forward? What does Shawn Michaels do for NXT going forward? Like, is this a big victory, a big loss, or just like like a little reset of how I should move going forward? Like, how do both uh, entities move forward? The top takeaway for me was that for AEW, they booked a pretty consistently strong storyline base show and wrestling show. It's not like they just threw together a bunch of random matches. All the matches they did and everything they did on that show for the most part made sense. We got two title changes that I wasn't a fan of because I just don't think Sheeta getting the belt back and Orange Cassidy getting his belt back were the right calls. Like, why have them lose it in the first place? I thought that was weird. Um, But that felt like an average dynamite in a good way in the sense where they didn't really move away from their usual formula. They did their typical dynamite and they just added some more matches that people wanted to see, um, which I think is the way to go with NXT. They did showcase their current talent, you know, Roxanne Perez and Carmelo Hayes, Tiffany Braun, people like that. And they had them interact with the main roster talent and the main talent, like Taker and Cena and Heyman and people like that. That's great. But all those people will not be there every week. So the question is, if WWE, and I don't know if they'll sustain that momentum, I don't think they can, uh, with NXT specifically, I don't think they turned those viewers that tuned in just for this one week, seeing how big of a show it was, they'll stick around. I don't think mm-hmm. they will. I think, I mean, they might watch, but they might watch the next day or on DVR or whatever it might be. This was a week to watch live. Typically, I don't even really watch NXT live. I typically watch it after the fact or a lot later. Um yeah, no, I think the top takeaway here is that both brands are in good shape, but it's not like NXT is just, you know, mopping the floor with Dynamite right now. I think it was a special case, and not that Dynamite would have won normally, but they have their own issues to worry about as far as it being a cold product right now, like Meltzer has said and other people have said. They just have, you know, bringing in Copeland isn't going to solve all their issues. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's a big get for them, but their ticket sales are still down as it was for Tuesday. Their their attendance was maybe a couple thousand, maybe. Um you know, then XT, I just feel like they have to continue putting the focus on the current roster. They have a lot of main roster involvement right now on that show, and it's fun and all, but they can't do that forever. They can only do it for a time, and whatever rub that those people give to the current roster, you can only hope yeah. that it turns into, you know, uh, you know, consistent viewership from those people mm-hmm. um, after the main roster talent is gone. I mean, listen, and we've been seeing the, the the mini slow rollout for Jay Cargill. She was on uh, Fast Lane over yep. the weekend. Uh, well, well, she pulled up to Fast Lane. <laughs> she wasn't on the show, but she pulled up. She pulled yeah. up to NXT. Uh, saw Sean. I'm pretty sure she might do the cameo for Raw, SmackDown, do the whole the whole tour. Then eventually, we'll see what show she ends up on. But I, you know, real quick, what is your what's been your take on how they are presenting her so far? Uh, with her coming seeing Triple H and Shawn Michaels in the big white limo, whatever the case may be, looking all glamorous. Like, how do you how do you see this um, formation going so far? I think it's been great. I, I like the idea that uh, you know we found out from Mike Johnson that she's probably headed to the Raw brand, mm-hmm. but they're they're leaving you guessing as far as what she'll be doing when she comes in. Um, you know what who she's going to be facing, what show she'll be on. 
Because she pulled up the fast lane, didn't do anything. But she also went to NXT, and people are thinking, "Well, she's going to NXT." This confirms. I thought it. so it, too. Like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think it's just like she's just showing up everywhere because she can. She's a free agent technically with this. Co- I mean, she, she's not. She signed to the company, but as far as yeah. what brand she appears on, we don't know. And I'm glad they played the NXT card and they had her show up and gave the show a sense of like anything can happen type of thing. Um, I think she still goes to Raw. But I think they're doing a really good job of presenting her as a star because she's not someone. If you didn't watch AEW, you have no fucking clue who this woman is. Mm-hmm. But they are making it feel like she is a massive deal. I mean, she looks like a massive deal because she looks like a big star. Um, and I, I know how good she is from her AEW days and her potential and whatnot. Some people may not, but they might just see her and think, wow, this is someone I should be taking notice of because she looks like an absolute star. So I'm looking forward to seeing where she goes. So I think so far, so good. They're not rushing into anything. I assume right. they will reveal what show she'll be on soon. Probably Raw. She might be even on the season premiere of SmackDown tomorrow night and then arrive on Raw soon after. I think that's actually pretty likely. Um, but yeah, I think that what they're doing with her so far has been well done. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she uh, ends up having in store for the WWE mm-hmm. audience. And they're promoting Roman Reigns to come back for the for the season premiere of SmackDown. They're promoting Triple H to have an announcement on, on SmackDown as well, which leads to my next point. I, th- I think the announcement will be that you know, War Games is coming back for Survivor Series because we know, like, we're smart, Grant. We know what the fuck they're doing. So I don't need people to say, hey, listen, the report is War Games. Like, we kind of figured War Games was going to come back. But Triple H wants to make it, make it, make it official um, for Survivor Series. Who will be in the War Games match remains to be seen. But then we have a, we have a pretty good idea who it should be. And I think we're on, on the, the fence of Judgment Day being on one. I think as of right now, this is, could be only one match talked about as far as the, the the men go we don't know about the women's side yet but judgment day and i believe uh, like the cody's and uh jimmy uso or jay uso's and zane owens that kind of group um but my question to you i know we're not shocked about war games but do you feel that that and i thought about it yesterday you know we've been on this program for about a year now saying that you know when it comes to the big four it used to be Mania, SummerSlam, Rumble, and Survivor Series. Recently, to the fans nowadays, feel like Money in the Bank has surpassed Survivor Series as a, as number four. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell me if you agree with that assessment or disagree. But now, do you feel like with the inclusion of War Games to Survivor Series in the last couple of years, do you feel like the company wanted to make Survivor Series relevant again do you feel like they kind of felt it was kind of falling out the loop and now with war games being added that they're trying to do their best uh service to to um make survivor series relevant again yeah i mean i got that sense i've I've gotten that sense a couple different times they've tried to reboot survivor series at least two or three different times in the last 10 plus years where it feels like all right we've neglected the pay-per-view in the past and we're going to really deliver a special show this year and then it goes right back to being what it was the following year uh, like when they had the rock at the MSG show back in 2011, and then it's like nothing for another couple of years. And then they do the brand warfare stuff, which they thought would kind of give survivor series more meaning, which I guess it did for a year or two. And then it went back to mm. just being who gives a fuck about this raw versus SmackDown shit. Uh, and then that went away. Now we have war games, which they're not branding the show as war games yet. I mean, maybe they will. They did last year, but they probably just wanted to sell more tickets. 
um, you know, I think it's cool. I don't think I've said this before. I don't think you need war games exclusively at Survivor Series. I'm fine with it being at Survivor Series this year because it makes sense timing wise with where we are in the feud with the Judgment Day and everything else going on on Raw right now. It does not need to be Survivor Series semicolon war games just because when you do that, it makes it feel forced. Like we're so we need to get a war games match on this show. NXT did that too, where they have their show specifically called war games. I think you only bring back the match when it makes sense. It makes sense to do it at survivor series this year, mm. but I, I don't want to see a women's one for the sake of having a women's one. I'm not even really sure what the fuck that would look like. There's no, yeah. there's no reason to have one on raw right now. There's no teams. There's no factions. Uh, SmackDown has damage control, but Dakota Kai's hurt. And again, there's every, it's kind of every woman for herself right now, so it's not even like a, a faction warfare thing. I wouldn't do one for the women just because you did one for the men. I wouldn't do one for the men just because you're doing one for the doing one for the women in a case where that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm glad they're kind of taking Survivor <clears throat> Series more seriously the past two years. It, it was a good show last year. Um, it was a good show the year before too. I was there for that one as well. But I'm looking forward to this one. I won't be there in Chicago this year, but uh, I think. I don't think that's the Triple H announcement. I don't think they would announce it a month and a half in advance because we have Crown Jewel first. I, th- I don't know what his announcement True. would be. It- it'll probably just be something generic, I would imagine. I mean, they didn't even say he had an <laughs> announcement. They just said he was appearing. He could just open the show and have that be it. Uh, so we don't yeah. really know. But, you know, I guess we'll find out tomorrow night. So Hunter's going to come out and yell, what up, y'all? <laughs> Seriously, like, he's done that here. before. I mean, season premiere. Yeah, I mean, he's done that before, so is Vince, so I wouldn't put it past him. I did see, <clears throat> you know, rumors fly all over the place. I've I seen uh, new tag titles could be uh, spoken about or, or presented. Uh, we had, we do have new tag champions with uh, Jay Uso and Cody Rose that happened on Fastlane. Um, since we're on Fastlane, real quick, uh, what was your overall take of the show? I, I thought five matches... Uh, it, it had like an old school vibe. It was just real quick to the point, like an old in your house, you know, NXT yep. thing. Five matches. I think every match delivered. One of the one of the very few, uh, you know, B C level shows that really like stood out. Like, oh, that, that's, that's I didn't see one bad thing about it like that. Uh, what was your overall take of Fastlane? I thought the same thing. I mean, it wasn't. I was probably. The funny thing is that it was probably their weakest show of the year, but it was still a okay. good show, which goes to tell you that how good of a year it's been on pay-per-view for WWE. Um, nothing major happened. I know we had new tag team champions crown Carlito returned, So it wasn't a completely missable show. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a quick three hours. I love the five match format. Typically they do six matches. And even that feels like, all right, in your house level, you know, style show or a takeover from back in the day or what they do now. I love the five or six matches. It's such a breath of fresh air compared to the fucking 14. We get an AEW with the four hour shows, which there's really no reason to be doing that shit. If you're going to be having monthly pay-per-views, that's the new word for AEW that they're going to be doing monthly shows. All right. There's no reason to be having 14 fucking matches and getting everyone on the card. These WWE shows have a lot of people that are not on the card from month to month. That's right. This Um, ain't this ain't Wrestle Dream, Grand. This ain't Wrestle Dream. And I love Wrestle Dream and they both companies do their own thing, (laughs) you know, very well. But I just don't think again, if that's what their mind, if they have four pay-per-views a year, then you make them four hours, I guess. I guess. Um but if you're going to have, they've already had three pay-per-views in the span of a month and a half from AEW, All In, All Out, Wrestle Dream, Full Gears mm-hmm. coming up next month. You don't need 14 or 15 matches. Leave some people yeah. off. Not every championship needs to be fucking defended in every show. WWE, after how many years, has finally learned that. And they're kind of like, 
cycling people in and out. Like we had a SmackDown women's title match on the last pay-per-view at Fastlane and the Raw women's title was defended before that. Then at SummerSlam, the SmackDown women's title was defended and so on and so forth. And uh, same thing with like the other men's titles. Like one pay-per-view, you'll see a United States championship defense. On another, you'll see an intercontinental championship defense and so on and so forth. So I like mm. that a lot. Um, so yeah, I think I, I enjoyed the show for what it was. I, it wasn't the most significant show of the year by any means. It was a quick three hours and I thought there wasn't really anything bad about it. Like you said, a lot of good wrestling as well. So before I get you out of here, I, I did see, I, we did speak about it before we got on the air about CM Punk. You know, we talk about this guy every show. I think we will until he is finally back at the company, yeah. but rumor, take it as you, as you want, buy, buy or sell the fact that this report about the WWE, um, is not interested in bringing back CM Punk. There has there hasn't been any talks about uh, CM Punk uh, coming back. Um, I think you said uh, Dave Meltzer was the one that said that that they're not interested. They don't, they, they don't want him back. Are you buying or selling the fact that they don't want CM Punk to come back? No, I'm selling on that. I don't think they're. <laughs> I don't think they're in negotiations. The person I would trust more with that news than anyone is Fightful. I mean, they tend to be the most credible as far as like the reporting goes and pw mm-hmm. insider as well not that Meltzer is always wrong Meltzer gets a lot of stuff right but with this sort of stuff i mean we kind of heard not the same thing exactly but like going into wrestlemania a couple of years ago or last year with cody rhodes he was like oh i'm not sure if cody's going there it doesn't seem like he is there's been no talks like dude he's been fucking yeah. set to go there since <clears throat> february even he's even said that in retrospect he was like i got the call to go there as soon as i was a free agent but Meltzer was saying in mid-march that he wasn't going there or that he didn't, he didn't think that he was cause he hasn't heard anything like bullshit. They're obviously working you pal. Um, but Fightful had said earlier this week before the Meltzer thing came out, they didn't say that they weren't bringing him back. They just said that there was a lot of things that would have to be worked towards and yeah. they weren't in current active negotiations. And that seems like a shoot because it also seems like they don't want to get people's expectations up for survivor series in Chicago, make people believe that he's going to be there. And then he's not there and the crowd hijacks the show. Because that would of be course. disappointing. Um, I'm not expecting him to be on that show. It would be cool. I think it would make more sense for him to be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, people have been saying that for fucking years. You finally pay that off by having him in the Rumble and maybe winning it or something. I don't know. I don't think he wins it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've talked about that before. But, uh, no, I I, I do. Th- I still think at some point, even if they have cold feet now, they will be interested at some point. There's no way Punk stays a free agent forever and they don't bring him back. The AEW thing, if they don't want to bring him back right now, that makes sense. His departure from AW just happened, and it was an ugly exit. And they may not want to deal with that right now, but trust me, come WrestleMania time, and they need the star power, and they want the star power, they might uh, have a change of mind by that point in time. So, Graham, you don't you don't trust uh, news from like at wrestling fan zero four nine underscore w a w fan. You, you don't you don't trust the guy, the source from that guy, the news. I mean, it's tempting. Trust me. <laughs> I can't say I do. There's a lot of accounts like that. I think it's um I think it's a smoke screen because like you said, they don't want to get the high the the, the expectations high where you are. I, because they know there's a lot of smart fans. Oh, Chicago, Survivor Series, that's where Punk is from. Okay, so now I expect Punk to be in Chicago. Obviously we can all think like that. Um, but there is a small chance that they that May not happen. Where where are they the night after? Uh, for uh, on Monday for 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 Raw, we don't know. It could it could still be in Chicago. He might pull up to Raw in, in Chicago. We don't know. But I think 
eventually he'll come back. I think the timing has to be right. Survivor Series might be a little too quick. Storyline purpose, I think the Rumble makes the most sense because it'll be 10 years since he had a last match um, with the company. But, you know, for, for them to say we're not interested or he's not coming back, I do agree that, you know, when he gets back, uh, Making making amends with like the Roman Reigns and the Seth Rollins and maybe some other people back there. I think that has to happen because they've had some little back and forth um, in the past. But I think you know, even Roman said on on a fucking Zoom interview back in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, like, listen, if he was to ever come back, you know, we gotta chop it up. But you know, I'll do business. If that's what the people want, if that's what the company wants, I don't mind doing that. So Roman's already gucci with that it just punk has to come in and kind of like salvage everything and those relationships make sure that the bridges are not burned because they were kind of burned when he left and that's again that that's a that's a whole decade ago now have people moved on some have most have but quite a few people i'm like you know let me have a conversation with him first before we go further uh, further but i think he'll he'll come back it's just a matter of just a matter of when i think that's the most important thing is timing yeah, no, the timing makes sense, um, especially with how his departure went down to the AEW and they just want to distance themselves from that and not get involved with this guy too quickly. The talent thing is interesting. I mean, again, I, I trust Fightful and them saying that there's a lot of top talent that don't want him back or don't care to work with him. I, I honestly think that would involve Roman and, and Rollins just because they have a history with him and they've both gone on record in recent years making comments like, listen, I don't fucking want this guy here. We don't like him. Um, he's made a lot of dumb comments about our company. He's going to talk shit about us, and then he's going to come right back to working here. That doesn't make a lot of sense to us. And they have a point. Um, but at the same time, that interview, and I was standing right there when it happened because I was at that same event when Rollins called CM Punk a cancer, and I was ever, everyone was kind of right there when he said that. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And then I remember yeah. it blew up online right afterward. Again, he was a, he was a heel at that point. He could have just been healing it up. I mean, actually, he wasn't True. a heel. He was a baby face. But, um, you know, he could have just been in character because that's what he does. We don't really know. They could be working us. The first feud that Punk has when he comes back could be with fucking Seth Rollins. So um, I think just they have to be transparent with the talent and say, listen, we are working with Punk. or We do want him back. Because I do think he has to have conversations with the locker room because he's shit on this company so much and specifically a lot of the top talent that he walked out on 10 years ago. And I don't really blame him for walking out, but a lot of the talent, he kind of was his own fault. He distanced himself from because he wasn't friends with them anymore. He stopped texting people or, or whatever. I don't yeah. know. He's an interesting cat. So there's some things that I would think have to be worked out with before he can come back. I do think it's going to happen. Like you said, it just may not be in a month from now. I feel like that might be a bit too quick. Yeah. And plus he was frustrated about, you know, ha having to wrestle with the staff injury. And they wanted yeah, to I wrestle. Get it, yeah. And then getting fired when he was getting married or something like that, or like, or, you know, FedEx, whatever the shit was, and like uh, that, just a, a a big a big accumulation of of, of his major frustrations. Real quick, uh, speaking of Seth Rollins, uh, he he's gonna get um Drew McIntyre at Crown Jewel, so that's the next thing opponent for for Seth down the line. Uh, um, any excitement for for Drew? Do you think this is you know can Drew beat Seth Rollins at, at Crown Jewel? What do you think? No, I'm looking forward to the match. I think it's a fresh match they can do. They did it once before on pay-per-view at Money in the Bank a couple of years ago and Drew was the champion. Um, yeah, I think there is a chance that Drew could take the title. He feels like the biggest threat to Rollins' reign so far. Um, I'm loving the slow burn heel turn from Drew. We didn't see a lot of it on Monday, but we have seen a lot of it prior to that. 
Um, <laughs> it's a big match for that show. I do think yeah. it could set up maybe war games. I said this before. I thought Damien was walking out of Fastlane as world champion. I thought they might lose. I thought they would retain the tag titles, but they actually lost the tag titles. And I'm thinking, well, we're definitely getting a cash in tonight. And we still yeah. didn't. Maybe they're delaying it until Crown Jewel. Maybe, you know, something happens here. I mean, I don't know. If if Roman's on the show, Roman's main event thing. So we're probably yeah. not going to get a cash in in the middle of the fucking show. But I could see Damien taking the belt. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Drew joining the heel side. He's still currently a baby face. I'm not sure if I see that quite yet. But a lot of different directions they can go in. I think Drew's doing great work right now. Rollins needed another new challenger. And he has one in Drew McIntyre. So... I like that direction a lot. I'm excited to see where it goes. All right, Grant, what else did I miss before we uh, wrap up? What else? I think that was pretty much everything, honestly. I mean, it was a busy week, but I think we covered it all. Listen, man, we got some NXT involved. We got some AEW involved. And I know we don't we don't really talk about those entities as much, but I think it was pretty good to, 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 do, uh, to do that fast lane. We covered a uh, pretty good show. New tag champs, as we, as we mentioned, uh, Cody and um, Jey Uso. We'll see how long uh, they remain tag champions um i think that's pretty much it for fast lane pretty good show raw smackdown coming up so we'll see what hunter says on smackdown of his uh, announcement war games and uh crown jewel coming up but uh graham matthews always appreciated man they can follow you on twitter at wrestle rant great work for both bleacher report and fans cited ddt as always uh randy j cruz r-e-n-d-y Letter J C R U Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Also on TikTok at two out of three false pod. Graham Matthews, my man. Always appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, brother. I'll catch you next week. All right, man. Take it easy. Adios. All right.